It's your girl, Nella B. And it's your boy, CV. And we here, man. We here, y'all. So Welcome who we back. got on the show today? Dang. We, okay. Uh, I'm going to introduce my homeboy, longtime friend and frat brother, Jason. Welcome to the pod, bruh. Thanks for having me, man. Hey, I appreciate you even joining us, man. Clearly, I've sure. caught I've caught CV off guard because I just jumped right in. I was so excited to get to this. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I have only met Jason in the flesh once. Once, man. Um, but I get to hear like I don't really get to hear the conversations because CV's a loser. But I can kind of like <laughs> tell that they're so exciting. So I was just. <laughs> Amped to get right into it. She get mad at me, man. I don't know if you listen to like the Pillow Talk episode, but I don't tell her shit. So she has to, you know, saying just live with the fact that she doesn't get to live through me <laughs> and my friends' lives. Like, you know, she might tell me about her friends, but I don't know. We're a package yeah. deal. So my friends know when they say don't tell anybody, that doesn't include CV. Oh, I think there are several things I tell Carl to make sure he didn't even mention to you. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. this is true. Like this a whole, there's like a whole set of conversations. I'm like, God, I hope Justin never go through his phone and see this. Damn it! Yeah, I've been checking the wrong text messages this whole time. I'm looking for bitches. That's all right. So you, you were safe. But so you guys met in school, right? Yeah, yeah. Kind of, sorta. I don't, I don't even think we ever uh, talked in, at. Uh, in school, actually, because I was kind of outcast um, <laughs> by, some, by a bit of my own doing, I guess. Um, like I transferred to that university after pledging, and um, um, you know, I won't, I won't uh, say I was the most likable person um, in my early twenties. I could have be quite of an ad, quite a bit of an ass. Um, and there's probably no group of people that can say they ever like me to this day, but I usually like one or two people out of a group and like one or two people usually like me. Um, so, um, so I don't even think we ever talked actually, um, in college. I think, um, I think we actually first talked like on MySpace. Oh my, I, it might've been. No, but you know what? Like, okay. So I remember, see my memory, I remember who he was cause uh-huh. when he, when he came, when I went to the interest meeting, right. So I'm oh, sitting yeah, I was there. talking mad shit at the interest Yeah, meeting. he was talking mad shit at the interest <laughs> meeting. So like I'm sitting there and this dude, he's like, Yeah, you know, when I uh when I came through, like you have to look the part of a kappa. You have to yeah, look the part I of a exactly what I said, man. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know, it's more than just paying the money to pledge, you gotta be able to afford the actual be a kappa. Yeah. And I had some I had some a Leah line or something like that I threw in there anyway. <laughs> um, I know I made this analogy. I was saying something like it's like you could afford the least Escalade, but you might not can afford, you know, the maintenance on it or the gas in it. Yeah. So, you know, if you if your money ain't right, this might not be the time to pledge. You know, those niggas was pledging with just barely making up their money to pledge. Yeah, me too. Me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So that was the, and that that's was what in, I uh, love about the ladies of Sibby Game Rule. You get to be yourself. You don't have to Oh, that is true. You don't have to carry nothing at all. <laughs> Cause not only was I an outcast, but but your girl used to wear inside out uh, t shirts, and they was like, "Look, we yeah. gotta have a meeting. You you doing us all kinds of wrong." Well, you know so. what's funny? When I pledged, <laughs> actually, I was um I was I was a sophomore, so I was not, I had just turned nineteen, and um I had a totally different way of dressing in high school because I was a naturally thin guy. My mother bought all my clothes way too big, <laughs> so um, when I went to college, I did the same thing. So I remember going to the interest meeting. Um, and to the interview with a, a suit on that was probably two sizes too big and got clowned in my interview the whole way. And it was pretty much um, after I crossed, they pretty much uh, took me shopping probably every weekend. 
Damn. Damn. Point, I had maxed out like nine credit cards. Oh, just man, I, I know they want to take my ass shopping. <laughs> yeah, because you used to wear some big ass clothes too, man. Hey, man, you don't remember I used to rock them big ass white tees? Yep. Mm. Yeah, they were mad at me, boy. Them Charleston boys. The brothers was mad at me. So yeah, this- so that's... So, that's that you know that's kind of how we we met, but I think I, I think how we actually became friends was I think there was a period about 2006 or so where I was doing um YouTube videos and I used to post them on MySpace. Okay. And I think um I think I remember um C hit me up in my inbox, um you know about that and I think we kind of talked randomly over the course of a couple of years and I think we probably picked up talking again when I lived in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's um, probably trying to help you monetize it. He anything somebody's up. doing, he's trying to figure out how he can make <laughs> well, you know, money off of it. It was pretty much, you know, honestly, I remember our initial conversations are pretty much the way they go now. It would be him throwing out some ideas. I have no idea what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> and, you know, you know, it's, I think that really was pretty much it. I, I kind of remember it was something, some kind of, something he came up with. And I was like, I don't know what this nigga talking about. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I think that side of conversation, we initially started talking. And I think when I was living in um, Harlem, the first time we actually hung out, yeah. uh, he was up there doing some work. And um, my homie. Happened to get some um, some tickets to um, was a New, New Jersey Nets. That's what, that's what they was called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's before they moved. Yeah, all right. So yeah, we went over to um, that game. And that was our actual first time actually, like just hanging out. And um, we still, I still got that picture. Don't I throw that picture up every yeah, now? Yeah, you then? threw it up on this. Uh, you threw <laughs> yeah. it up on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. So um, so yeah, yeah. So that's 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 how I think we uh, just became we began the beginnings of our friendship. I think, and I think this probably was just a natural. Uh, curiosity about each other and the way we think and stuff like that, and um, just kind of organically flew um, into a into a, a friendship. Yeah, All right. Man. So this question is for CV. There's a particular reason why you want to have Jason on the show. So, what is it about y'all's friendship? And trying to say this in the like most platonic way possible. <laughs> what so is it stupid. about y'all's friendship that is so special that you just had to get him on the show? Well, no, I mean, one of the things I wanted to talk about, man, is, um, you know, we live in a society where if you say something, you got to be like, pause, no homo, this or that. So I wanted to talk about my friendship with my friend that happens to be gay. That's no different from my friendship with any of my heterosexual friends and why those friendships are even painted a picture to be different in the first place, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, that's what, that's what made me really want to bring Jason on, man. I think it's, it's kind of crazy because we talk like it's, it's like whatever. And, and, you know, like, so Jason, my question for you would be, so as a woman, of course I have, <laughs> I have gay friends. No, you're a woman. No. Really? No. <laughs> we gave it away the pregnancy, that thing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I have gay friends, but of course we talk like good girlfriends. And I had never really right. seen a relationship between straight male and a gay guy that was just right. out. It's almost like straight males become closeted when they have gay friends. So right. do you find it difficult to cultivate friendships with straight men or probably don't think it's difficult at mm-hmm. all honestly i think when um back when me and c became friends he's actually the first heterosexual person i ever told i was gay mm. um so this is like i'm special it's probably because um, he says stuff like that like, you know what he's safe he's an ally <laughs> And you know, and you know, we were talking about this one day because I was. She was asking. It had to be like 2000, because I know I was living in. I had moved to the west side of Harlem, 
um, something like 2009 or 10, maybe. And uh, maybe I think 2010. And, um, we, you know, we talked all the time. And I think it started bothering me um, that, you know, there is a huge part of me that uh, someone I talk to all the time don't know about, mm-hmm. which made no sense because nobody knew. And I talked to all my <laughs> friends all the time. But for some reason, it bothered me. We'll see. And I think the reason it did was because I, I think I probably felt in my spirit that I was probably a, a safe person to tell. Mm-hmm. And that I was uh, missing out on having uh, something I did not have in my life at that time, which is a, a, a friendship um, that was 100 percent honest. That's what's up. So, you know, I mean, and you know, and like, you know, my best friend is a, um, my big brother. He's a frat brother. Um, trust that man with my life. Um, and he on several occasions had made comments. I stayed with him after college in Atlanta. Um, so he knows me pretty well. So I know he knew that I, you know, like women, was dating women. But I mean, you know, I ain't never brought nobody home or brought anybody, anybody to meet anybody. So I was pretty sure he knew. Mm-hmm. And at one point he actually made a comment that he wished if any of his boys were gay that they would just tell him. Ah. Um, so, you know, because he's going to be cool with it no matter what. And I knew, I, I believed him when he said that, but I was like, I can't tell. This man. <laughs> right. In my mind, in my mind, like, although he's, you know, um, I just, I met him as a, when I was pleasuring we don't have like decades of friendship, but I felt he would be somewhat disappointed. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas with C, I didn't, I wasn't going, I wasn't care about disappointing him. <laughs> it was more of a, um, I guess I like, wasn't I that special. Is, you, you ain't that special. You ain't that <laughs> special. <laughs> I didn't feel disappointed. You like if you had said some fucked up shit. <laughs> yeah, if you had said something really messed up, I was going to be like, oh, fuck you too, nigga. And that would be that. But um, <laughs> that particular night, um, I actually was drunk as shit. And um, came home and that my way. computer was up on the bar. And C was on Messenger late at night. And um, we just started talking. And he started, you know, sharing stuff. First, he told me it was cool. He has another friend that's gay. And he started sharing stuff about his life and his past. I'm not even thinking gay. We can cut the record no, right now. Easy, easy I, felt, you know, when, so, I mean, I'm married right, to you now. So, I got you. I know. <laughs> so. You crazy. Nah, so it's like, you know, it was like, I respect the fact that he not only responded to what I said, but also, you know, began sharing a bit of who he was as a mm-hmm. person, too. Um, so that was that. And, you know, for some reason, I immediately felt free just to be uh, 100%. Um, authentic and honest with him about like everything now in my present life um i actually um make friends with um great guys all the time who um who know i'm gay um it's actually females that it's more difficult sometimes really um because I'm not your good your good girlfriend kind of gay guy, you right. know what I'm saying? Like you know, <laughs> that's not my steed. So you know, you got us. St- I'm I approach. I'm still approaching you as a as a man and you're a woman. And you know, I'm gonna talk to you. I would I would talk to a girl if I was dating her. Like it's not gonna. We not. You know, I I, I don't have those kind of relationships with mm-hmm. people with women. Uh. Um. So I think to a certain extent it, it can be a little confusing. Or they may not trust me as much because they don't view me as a good girlfriend, which I don't want them to. They think you're trying to steal their um, man. But I mean, I, I never—you never know. I mean, but a perfect example though, my next door, my next door neighbor is a frat brother. Him and his wife, um, and uh, they have such a, a vast network of friends. And um, one thing that happened, like when we, when I moved here, and um, we began just talking as neighbors, we didn't know anything about each other. And then my friend, the friend, actually gave me the basketball tickets that um me and c went to that game that night the first time we actually hung out um he passed away and uh, i go to the funeral and i see my next door neighbor's wife there 
and found out that they went to school together. And from that, we realized we had a whole bunch of friends in common. Uh-huh. So, um, for, so what started happening is people would come to my house, people go to their house, we realized we knew some same mm-hmm. people. Uh-huh. They have like a whole bunch of gay friends. So there have been times we've both had parties and the party extends from my house to their house and we were just walking back and forth. <laughs> That's what's up, though. Um, That's dope. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I have, I'll have a party at my house. There'll be 100 niggas in my house and the dude, he'll just walk over and get a drink or get something to eat. <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? She'll walk over. So it's like, you know, then I begin looking at like, I think that's how life is really supposed to right. be. Um, and now, I don't, now, one thing I don't do, I still don't discuss my sexuality with him at all. Like, he knows I'm mm-hmm. gay. He's always boys know I'm gay. But at no point do I ever bring it up. Now, his... They have some other gay guy friends that do. Like, they'll sit there and talk about the guy they're dating in front of them. For some reason, I'm just not, like, comfortable with that because, I mean, I don't know them like that. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and you know they just one, one, one step life. away from saying something fucked right. up. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's a huge part of my life. And they just one moment away from saying something really fucked up that could ruin the whole shit. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I, I keep that away from them because it doesn't, they know it, but it doesn't affect our friendship. And, you know, I think that's how life's supposed to be and can be um if people are open-minded and um just stop thinking so damn hard about yeah stuff. you're absolutely right like when cv said that he wanted to have you on the show and i was like okay and i said so what are we gonna talk about and he is just like you know the whole dynamic i guess straight guy and you know homosexual guy how our friendship is just like normal <laughs> like yeah. you know i guess people think it's gonna be a certain way and i was like because i know how y'all's friendship is i was like so we don't have anything to talk about, is what you're saying. <laughs> I just wanted to be, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want people to, like, get a, a sense for it. Because, and what made me want to do it, right? So I was talking to um, one of my homeboys or whatever. And I forget what it was, what sparked the conversation. But um, it was something centered around the fact that if they had a gay homeboy, they wouldn't want them to talk about, like, their sex life or nothing like that. And I'm like, nah, man, talk about smashing a dude just like I talk about smashing chicks. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, right. it is what it is. So, it's, which is a, probably about 60, 70% of me and Carl's conversation. <laughs> <laughs> that's the stage of life you're in right now. You like super single. Well, I mean, yes, but you know, so it's, um, you know, like, even with my, my, at no point will I ever talk to another dude, a straight dude, about smashing another dude. Like, there's no, there's no other straight dude on earth I would ever have that conversation with. <laughs> so, um, so I think I overload on Carl with it, but, um, it's also fun for me. Like, I really get a kick out of telling Carl some shit that I know probably <laughs> is really, <laughs> that should be terribly uncomfortable. And like, he can tell you, I, I definitely push the list. But the fun part is um, that he actually responds and asks questions. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will like, say, that's he, the part that, like, he's, a good, he's a good friend. But, like, it's funny because you, you don't see his face, so I can see the wheels turning. Like, he's like, so how? Huh? Right, what right, I right. Say? And you're right. That's the part, like, I. <laughs> I, I don't see his face and like I'll I, now he'll tell you I definitely um <laughs> I say some stuff sometimes just to get a reaction yeah like, just to solely yeah he like I'm waiting for the day to cross like, okay Jay you're doing too much, like, doing too much. <laughs> man I just don't and pay I mean, your ass no so attention like, man <laughs> so so sometimes I just catch him I'll just catch him completely off guard like with some shit so <laughs> Like, you said you said a, he will do a pause sometimes <laughs> you said a lot when you're talking about um being in Atlanta and you said that you used to date women did you consider yourself to be bisexual or did or did you always know you well, were gay and you just ah, transitioning into full time you know what? 20 <laughs> so when you ask a gay guy that question they got a first pause but and remember the actual truth because there's about four or five different versions that um that you tell yourself 
Um, the first thing I got to tell people, like, um, the one thing for the core part of me being able to have a friendship with any heterosexual person is the understanding that nobody chose to be gay. Right. And um, with my mother, God rest her soul, that was like a fight we constantly had was her thoughts that people chose to be gay. And I, so she said it to me one time. I was like, so when did you choose to be straight? I was yeah. like, what day did you make that choice? So like, what, what was the day and time? Because I was like, if there was a choice to be made, I can tell you I would not have chosen to be gay. It is a terribly difficult life. It is not easy. We make it look nice and fun on TV. <laughs> and it looks like we're having a fun time out of time. That's because we don't have any real sense of responsibility because 90% of us are all single with no kids. Yeah. Um, so it looks fun, but it's really... Um, it's really hard. So. And CV is so if jealous of be... all the disposable income you have because you don't have children. Yeah, I'm like, I, oh, I, I know. Like, I sometimes, like, I be sh- like, because I, I share everything with him, but sometimes I be like, damn, I probably shouldn't just be sharing shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know he's jealous. But, like, I want to share because, like, that's my boy and I share everything else. I want to share, but, like, my dad. He'd be like, if I were gay, I would <laughs> be in London right now. It's, it's like, no lie, I swear you said that to me. I did not say that to I, I swear you vacationed and he's like, man, I'll try to be like Jason. <laughs> I was like, okay, now which parts? Cause I meant, I meant the trip. I meant going on the trip. I, I kind of you know, thought this marriage was forever. I meant with, with you and I. <laughs> but, yeah. but sorry, Jason. Right. So, but I mean, that, go ahead. But okay, your question was, um, so, okay, so if I had to be, this is, this is the truth right here. I could tell you um, around about age five or six, I knew something was different about mm-hmm. me. Really? That's early. And I just knew something was, I just, yeah, I just knew something was different. Um, but I, because I, I couldn't pinpoint if it was sexuality because I had no sense of sexuality. That, but I just knew something about me was different. And it, over time, it kind of would show up in different ways. Like, um, I always had like a sense of discomfort around other boys. And I thought that was because, you know, my family was more, more so women. My, my grandma had, my grandparents had 12 kids. Excuse me, nine were girls, three were boys. Growing up, I didn't have any male first cousins around. I had an older first cousin that was five years older than me. And the next first cousin that lived around me was seven years younger, and she was a girl. So I was just always really by myself. So I didn't necessarily grow up knowing how to build like really good friendships with guys. I was always uncomfortable around guys. So I didn't have no immediate attraction mm-hmm. to guys. I just knew something was different about me. So I would say probably around middle school, I actually, that's when I started beginning, like, oh, I noticed that other guys are cute. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like a sexual thing. It was like, oh, that's, you know, such and such is a good looking guy. I wish, it was more like, I wish I looked like that person. Okay. Yeah. Or I wish I looked like, you know, that person. It was more of that feeling. Um, but the whole time I was, I, you know, middle school, I had the cutest girlfriends. <laughs> if I couldn't get the cutest girl in school, I, I didn't want nobody but the cutest girl in school. High school was like the same way. If I can't have the cutest girl, I don't want none of them. <laughs> um... I mean, that's just how I was. Like, I didn't have a feeling like I was, like, I was going to be gay. Like, I, that just never even crossed my mind as a possibility. Did you feel like that was thing. compensating for something? Like, if I'm going to do this, I got to have the no, best. No, I just like pretty people. Like, I'm like that with guys. <laughs> but I can't have the prettiest guy. I don't want none. You know, I'm just like, you know, it's like I'm only attracted to, like, really attractive things. So. Well, thank you for accepting um, CV as your friend. I, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> He's all right. <laughs> hey, man. Well, I mean, but, but anyway, I'll have to say something I shouldn't do. But anyway. Um, it used to be fine. I seen the pictures. I'm just joking. My baby's mm, cute. Word, word. See, I got to get back like, in the gym Carl, for real. Carl's, 
Charles claimed the fame his, his was his shoulders back in the day. That's I know. Really some broad ass and, and, and would you? I keep trying to tell him to get it back, man. He but would you believe that's exactly why I was not attracted to him back then? Oh, because of his yeah. shoulders. Yeah, and I was like, you got them broad ass shoulders and them oh, long ass arms. Oh man! Oh. <laughs> not that I was, I was a, I was a jock and crawl like that, but I really got some broad ass. I mean, shoulders, but you got right, eyes. Right. You got eyes. <laughs> I mean, I just remember that. At least he appreciated my shoulders. <laughs> I still, I talked about his shoulders all the time. It's like, get your shoulders back, man. man. That's all you got. He did tell me I need to get my shit back, though. <laughs> yeah. I might need to. This what is dad saying? life. But, um, <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely a dad life. But, no, so it was probably when I got, like, maybe, uh, um, actually, this is honestly got true. Uh, when I got to college, I did this abrupt transfer in the middle of my junior year from um, the school in upstate to um, in Columbia. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons I did that transfer was because it was like the point I realized, oh shit, nigga, you gay. <laughs> and um, I didn't, and I didn't. I went home on spring break, and it was like, I, I mean, I had some situations, and experiences that led to, but it was like, oh no, nigga, like you gay. And like <laughs> with my life up there, it didn't. I didn't because like up, up in Upstate, I was involved in everything on campus. I was president of this, and like I just couldn't figure out how to to live my life or explore what my life was like in that setting. So I literally went home on spring break, um, came to Columbia, uh, found a job, found an apartment and just, and didn't go back. Oh, wow. Wow. And just withdrew from school that semester. Yeah. Um, and it made sense to nobody. And at that time I couldn't explain it to anybody. It was just like, uh, nigga, you need to leave and get the fuck from out of here and figure out what the fuck is going on. Um, so that was like the year I had my first date with a guy, you know, and, you know, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, it was like, oh, okay. Then I realized, okay, well, I may be physically attracted to guys, but I could never, ever date a guy. Like, two men dating, that's going to be some bullshit. <laughs> um, you know, niggas lie, niggas ain't shit. You're going to put two of them together, that's going to be some bullshit. So um, I still was, like, not sure about it. But then when I left South Carolina and moved to D.C., um, is when you, I got thrown into a totally different setting. Like, in my mind, I thought about, when I thought about, like, a gay club, I thought about a bunch of, like, sissies walking around, switching, <laughs> you know, yes, and then all that shit. And I go to... Uh, my first gay club in DC, and it's just like reg- it's just, it looks just like any other party you ever been to, just regular niggas just standing mm-hmm. around. True. I was like, oh shit, it's just like dudes. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe this like isn't yeah, it's like maybe this isn't as weird. You know, um, so I think that was probably picture. the beginning of trans transitioning to realizing okay, it's okay to be right, gay. right. Like it's not a, it's not it's just it's okay. It's, if that's who you are, it's okay. And that took some time. That took some years. In terms of females, um, women, um, I still in my mind thought okay, well. I still don't know about this gay thing, so, you know, I'll still, like, go out on a date here or there or, um, you know, dibble and dabble a little bit. And honestly, when the day I stopped doing this is when I met this girl um, in New York who would have been the perfect girl. It was like she was, like, the perfect girl, mm-hmm. right? And I was so angry that I was gay because, like, damn, if I wasn't gay, she'd be, like, the perfect girl. <laughs> I was, like, mad with myself. I'm, like, damn. So I ended up actually telling her um, that I was gay. That's my way of ending up, like getting, like forcing her out of my life because, like, wow. I couldn't be her friend because, like, ah, uh, because I'm be mad with myself. It's gonna frustrate me every single day as I struggle as a gay man. I could have like this perfect woman here, and like her response was just like, "Oh, that's okay, cool." She's like, "You know, I fuck with bitches every now and then too." <laughs> and I said, oh, <laughs> she really was perfect. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You can't so, go wrong. You so really yeah, can't. so uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's like you know, so I, so that was like beginning of me really, and then you would notice if you follow me on social media, like there's like a transition. There was like a big switch. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if there was a point, like if somebody, like a dude posted a compliment to something on my page, I'll be rushing to take it off Facebook. 
um and you know just stuff like that and that story that was like you know fuck it who cares like you know they kind of like slowly transition in i was shocked that the length of time it took people who actually know me for years to actually ask like i have people who are still asking me yeah i've known me for like 10 plus i'm like why the fuck are you asking me that you know the answer to that shit. It's, it's interesting you bring up social media because i i'm not going to quote you on on the particular status but you said something i thought was interesting about how um the gays don't come out anymore they just they just show up like you know, y'all, you don't have to have these big, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yep. something like that. Like, you don't have to have these big coming out parties or whatever. Yeah, right. Just be who you so, are. Right. And I, th- I think that's kind of what I kind of grew into. I was, I had, so when I turned 30, um, that was the year I was going to just come out and I was going to like make this big announcement. Do I was going to, no, I was going to do a whole video <laughs> and just announce that I was gay. <laughs> you better do that, Michael Sam. And like, I was like, why the fuck do I need to do that? Like, I don't need to announce shit. Like, I'm just going to start living my life. Like, you know, I think, I think the, I think there are some people still feel the need to do that and I don't knock it. Um, but I think when people do that, um, it's, 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 it's for a specific mm-hmm. reason. Is it just that they're ready to be out? It's like they're forcing acceptance on somebody or forcing somebody to accept something. Yeah. yeah. And that's the way you, you you just throw it in your face. Okay, you got to make a choice. Either accept it or right. you don't. And I didn't feel the need to make anybody make that choice. Like, I figured you, you fuck with me, you don't fuck but with do me. But do you think you, um, um, do you think you kind of owed it to your friends to tell them? Or do you think it was just like, hey, fuck it, you figure oh. it out? <laughs> no, I mean, the only reason I asked is because, like, okay, so, like, I think, and I told you about this. There's a guy that I knew, right. and it was weird because he would kind of give me, like, the ambiguous conversation. Like he'd be like, "Yeah, I they went out with this day, person," as opposed to he mm-hmm. or she. Yeah, he's like, "I went out with this person." Yeah, that's that's the gay man's national anthem. <laughs> you know what I right mean? There, so like, it was like, "All right, dude, man." I hate that shit. Like you know, straight dudes don't talk like that. He'd be like, "Man, yeah, I was out with this bitch. I was out with Shorty." That's so like, horrible. We have to. Yeah, so you know, like, like that's how dudes <laughs> talk. Like, and if they're going out with right. their homeboy, they'd be like, "Yeah, man, I'm gonna go out with my dude. We about to go kick it, do something, right. whatever." But it was never this person, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so guys do that, and I don't know why, because it's very. If you start using pronouns that ain't a he or a she, <laughs> right, it raises uh, eyebrows. It's kind of obvious something. Is, so you know, you hide and something. We catch on to um, it. Yeah, you know, before I, I never did the them and they kind of shit. Like I would just substitute he for she. Yeah. Um, if I, I would just do that if I wasn't comfortable saying, um, um, you know, him, <laughs> which you know, um, but did I, did I feel like I owed it to my friends to? Um, I mean, well, the way you did it, because you actually substituted the word, right? So it wasn't ambiguous yeah. like that. But it's like if you were dropping it like that, like, yeah, I just hung out with this person tonight, or I got nasty with this person. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but I don't think no, I'm I don't think my friends that. will let that shit ride. Like, you be like, nigga, shut the fuck up. Like, I don't. I don't think, <laughs> you have some really harsh you know, friends. I don't think my friends will ever let that ride. I, but honestly, there are only. There's probably only one friend, which is my, my the guy I call my best friend. Um, he don't call me his he, his best friend, but he's my best friend. Um, I you know he would ask me about women. He would typically ask me about like ex girlfriends or girls I used to like in college. Like you know if they were getting married, he'd be like oh you just gonna let you just gonna let them get married to that nigga. I'm like yeah you know what the fuck that I want them. I would probably say it like that, yeah. but um um do I feel like I owed it to my friends? I feel okay. So this is the thing. Um. Yes, I kind of feel like I do. And I think there are friendships, particularly friendships that I value a lot, um, that I feel that I don't give it, I, that I've cheated that friendship because I hide a certain part of my life. Yeah. 
Does that mm, make no, sense? That makes sense. It's a perfect example. Um, the the guy I refer to my, as my best friend. He um, him and his wife and uh, daughter came to visit me um, a couple of years ago, and um, you know I had a uh, was dating this guy at the time who had you know just random things around the house I guess, and I think his name was on my on my PlayStation. And so it was oh, kind of, I, I think his name was just around a little saying. bit. That's serious. You yeah, yeah. so, um, <laughs> you don't even, so, got yeah, it. so then my, um, so then my friend made like a comment about, you know, us going to like a Nats game or a football game or something next time they come up or something like that. And he was like, well, you know, you can bring your friend or whatever, you know, we can all chill together. And I, it was like, huh? Like, what the fuck you talking about? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, like. <laughs> It was kind of like it threw me like like completely like off guard. But it's like I know he knows, and this is how I know he knows. I don't even remember a few years ago, I took a trip to Aruba with like thirty niggas. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, I remember. It that. was his picture. Yeah, so it was his picture that um, we took in the pool, and um, somehow this picture ended up every damn where. <laughs> like it was all in these chat rooms with like like women hating. Like all the fine men and they gay, what a waste! Like all this shit, like it was just everywhere. Like that picture just like got it was it was just everywhere. And then so um, I saw so I was like pretty much not paying any damn attention. Like I'm like you can only see half my shoulder, maybe a corner of my head in the picture anyway. So it's a big deal. Then I see my friend's wife comment on the picture and say, "Glad you had a good time." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> You know my shoulder like that. I know, right? Yeah, I was like, oh shit, like oh, and I was like freaking out for something. Like, why the fuck am I freaking like them niggas? Know I'm gay. When you know your friend, we never like had a conversation about it, and so it was. And then I had another friend, like I think I had commented, you know, it was appearing on Facebook where it it didn't used to be that way. You could comment on something else or another article that didn't, you know, show up like on your feed or anything like that. Yeah, I think I had comment. It was a it was a post. It was an article on something. Yeah, was the question was. um, if you were, if you could change your sex, if you could change from being gay to being straight, would you? And I commented on it and I said something to the effect of, um, no, because at this point I've gotten too comfortable being who I am or something mm-hmm. like that. And my homegirl, who was like my best friend from undergrad, her husband liked that post. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what the fuck is going on? How does he know this? <laughs> yeah, so I was like, how did he see that shit? And then I realized I was showing up and like, how, like, how the fuck did that just show up on his radar though? Like. So it's like shit like that could happen. And so at that point, I'm like, at that point, those are probably two of the people I had the closest relationship yeah. with. Like I said, I'm, I'm not going to ever talk to them about this face to face, but they know. So everything <laughs> else like, is, is all good from this so, Um But I was, I just said I was cheating some friendships by not being honest with it. And I, I probably. And I completely that. understand where you're coming from with that. What I was going to say is it's, it's Pride Month, right? And the coming out. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask if you participate at some point, but that grumble tells me no. But, you know, this is a a big time where people are, they're coming out during this time and, you know, they're celebrating their coming out stories. Well, I've I've seen a few already, so I I assume that's what they do. Okay. Um, Unfortunately, I just, I like the phone part. I thought it was just, yeah, (laughs) I thought it was just like party and like celebration. No. Well, I mean, it's it's supposed to be. Um, and you know, I hated the, even the idea of gay pride for the longest. I used to be, you know, it's funny. Um, I worked at this agency in New York where everybody knew was gay. Um, <laughs> like everybody was gay, and like I was the only black guy in there, so I couldn't be black and gay. Um, but it was kind of clear I was gay. It was kind of clear to them. It was like an office full of like it's like thirty gay guys and like five straight ones. So like, um, uh, they told me I was. They told me I was racist and homophobic. It was like you're homophobic against the gays and you're racist against the black chicks. <laughs> I was always like. <laughs> I was always talking shit about black people, how much like Cornell West make me so sick, and I was like just hating all the gay people. 
Um, so I think the point of uh, Pride probably should be is like a celebration of our identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I would say for for the most part, it's just a bunch of parties. But um, there's a lot of things that do that do happen that gives you uh, the opportunity to um, um, to just accept who you are and be amongst situations and environments where other right. people um, accept who they are too. And I think this. I will tell you this though. Um, one of the things I do think I cheat, and one of the things I and I'm getting better at, is um, by not being out or not being open and comfortable. Um, uh, you kind of allow attitudes and prejudice and stereotypes mm-hmm. to kind of be perpetuated because mm-hmm. um, you don't confront those things. So, like, say, typically, if you got a gay guy that's in a meeting or something at work. Perfect example. Uh, when I first came to DC, I worked for the Boy Scouts of America. I was a fundraiser. All right, so you know, Boy Scouts at, at that point had this discriminatory, uh, discriminatory policy against homosexuals being volunteers. Mm-hmm. So when you went to work at the Boy Scouts, um, they didn't tell you you can't be gay. They told you you had to sign this paperwork saying that you wouldn't participate in like gay events. Oh, or something. Wow. So I was like, okay. I was like, fine, no big deal. Uh, but I didn't realize how hostile of an environment that actually was. So like, um, I remember one day we were at a um, at, at a, an event. And I had these two guys I work with talking about. So this is like during the, the Bush is still president. So the whole gay marriage thing is really kind of heating up that first mm-hmm. time, like that first wave of it in the, in the 2000, mid 2000s. Um, so this white guy, Rob, a rich, rich, yeah, it was rich. Word. Rich saying something, he's like, you know, we, um, back in the old days, we just killed all oh, the gays and we let them live and now they want to get married. <laughs> That's crazy. And I was like, what the fuck? But you know, Charlemagne said he's you like, can afford the- to be racist and probably, you know, show it. hatred when you're rich. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't be broke and right. be, you know, a bigot. Oh this is how it is. God. Right, right, right. And so, so like he said that shit. I'm sitting like, what the fuck? So like the the naive or scared person wow. in me just didn't even respond to it. So I'm like, damn. Like I, I could have. I was that was the beginning of a good ass lawsuit. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah that was. That shit yeah. And, then put- and then like a few, yeah. So then like, so. I think everybody here probably peeped that probably was gay because I was the baddest dresser. <laughs> they, was, they couldn't figure out how the fuck I was affording the way I was dressing on. I think it was paying me like $37,000 a year, which ain't shit in oh, the Um But I had two cars. I was I had a, a new suit like every other month. Why they had one suit? Like it was just too much. So they like put it together. He doesn't, he's not a girlfriend. He doesn't have any kids. He's probably, <laughs> oh, wow. My boss was a boss is like a 65 year old. Um, uh, Q. So he's like, oh, oh he oh, 65 is always time I get pussy. Always time I get pussy. He's disgusting. Like always time I get pussy. So um, he got mad at me one day. Goes to the the equivalent of the a CEO of the organization. Go to, to her secretary and says, I'm gonna get that little fairy fire. Oh. It's like you had so many opportunities for lawsuits <laughs> yeah, here. For a lawsuit, this right? Crazy. Oh my gosh. I right. What's the so like, so I, think on that's that? one of the I know you. A man, you, you just realize how much has impacted your life, and you need to you need to sue. Yeah, because because I think in that point I'm still operating from you know, and I'm operating from a place where that's acceptable. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like if you like if you you know being a black person in the South, like even to this day, like you might be in an environment where some racist shit gonna be said, but you operate under the idea like that's just how it is and, now. And, and you know you bring up a really good point, and I, and that's what I was thinking because when I saw your post about you know not needing to come out, I. Got, I totally agreed. I was like, yeah, just come to the cookout, bring your boo, and it is what it is. But I I thought about it, and I said, you know, when people don't have an opportunity to embrace who they are, you really negate a part of who who 
they are. Like when people tell me I don't see right. color, no, I want you to see color and I want you to see me you as see a black color. woman right. because it has so much to do with my story. And being a gay man mean? has a lot to do with your story and whomever else um, is coming out. And, you know, right. I think one thing I would like heterosexual people to know is pride is a bunch of parties. Yes, a good time. But there's a lot of history in the gay community yep. and a lot of um, very important figures that we should know. And I'm not even going to attempt to run them down because I will probably get something wrong. But, you know, right. do the research. Well, yeah, I mean, there, there, the fascinating thing I learned. I, so when, one thing I did a few years ago, too, is uh, I took this uh, course about human, history of human sexuality. And um, that, that class kind of walked through different parts of society back into ancient mm -hmm. times. And kind of talk about how sexuality played roles in like ancient Roman Empire and stuff like that, and in, you know, ancient African you know tribes and stuff like that. So I did that to do two things. It made me realize I wasn't you know because you know people try to act like being gay is new, like right. you just yeah, started, no, like no. yeah, like it just started. Ain't nothing new under the sun, right? Ain't nothing new in the sun, right? So uh, so from taking that, I, I had two things that happened. I was equipped with some information. I said saying some dumb shit. I could come mm -hmm. back at them. With some actual history, that's having history is always you know effective, and um, it's kind of like you made made me again back to that point of not feeling like I need to announce anything. I just need to start living my life, mm -hmm. um, and you will fall in or you will fall out. Um, and I think the the only time it so whereas a few years ago somebody asked me if I was gay made me uncomfortable, now somebody asked me, I actually kind of laugh a little bit. <laughs> yeah, um, I had a homegirl who has known me since. Um, I was I was 18. We were both 18, and just like last summer, she started asking me um, if I was gay, and she was so uncomfortable, and I just kept laughing. <laughs> like, There's no way you don't know the answer to this, and like, why are you so uncomfortable with this? And if, I realized her discomfort was because she didn't know how comfortable I was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if she knew how comfortable I was, she would never have been a thing. She would have just you know came out and said it. Um, so I kind of make an attempt um, to share just like be proactive as opposed to that whole don't ask don't tell thing i used to do i'll wait till you <laughs> ask me and i'll tell you um i kind of you know kind of openly talk about like i'll openly say my boyfriend when i'm talking to like a colleague or something like that or um you know i'll, I'll, I'll do stuff like that or i'll like perfect example i was um, pitching a project it was a um hiv uh, focused kind of campaign and I was kind of making the point that the reason why these campaigns aren't effective, why most of the effective HIV prevention campaigns really come from pharmaceutical companies because they have a better mm -hmm. approach um, than the government does when they do this stuff. Okay. And um, so they, these, these people are kind of arguing research and facts. I'm like, fuck that. I'm gay, nigga. Right. Like, that ain't how we talk. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you are I'm telling you, I don't care what your research say. I said, first of all, if you get a, 10 gay guys in the room, you're going to get a bunch of lies anyway because they, they're not going to give you exactly what it is because they're in a room of people. So they're going to judge their answer. They're going to form their answer based on what other people are saying. That's just right. kind of how it happens. Right. I said, I'm telling you right now, I'm gay 365 days of the year. That what you're planning right there ain't going to work. This is how it's going to work. So like it was, and I, I know that nigga, I don't, care, I don't care how many wives and kids he got. He was gay too at some point in his life. He knew what I was talking about. Right. Wow. Um, he was just fighting me. But, um, <laughs> and I realized, you know, it's like you, if, 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 if being my authentic self in that situation can have a greater impact. You know, and, and being and the life. daughter of a homosexual male, I love when people say, but he's got kids. And I'm like, yeah. so did my daddy. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, I have, I have, you know, I have a lot of friends with kids. I have a lot of friends who um, were married. I have a lot of friends who are still married. Um, 
You know, it's a kind of, you know, the, the thing about sexuality, I tell people, I think se- sexuality exists on a spectrum as far as I'm concerned. That's I what, think, that's you know, what this one here says, too. It, I, yeah. it said, like, because I even gave CV this, like, uh, the Kinsey exam, because... Yep, yeah, yep, so I yep. gave him the Kinsey exam, yep. and it, it said he was super straight. And I was like, it's lying to you. You at least a two. <laughs> you at least... <laughs> so, <laughs> Yo, she want me to be gayer, man. I don't want I don't you to be gayer. So I think, so I, and when you look at the spectrum, I think there is... I think there may be a small percentage of population that's 100% on both ends. Right. Those are very boring people, and I don't want to be friends with yeah. them. Yeah. Boring. Um, <laughs> See, that's why I'm saying you, because because of your level of acceptance, I feel like you have to be at least a two. You can't be 100%. My level of acceptance. I'm not, not going to put you in that position right <laughs> okay, now. Okay. See, no, I, say that. No, I, but I, I will say this. Me. I need you to tell me. So no, on the I spectrum, th- where I am know. I at, Jason? I think you're on the spectrum where you can. So I think, I say, I think there, I think for the fact that you can. He about to give you the nice um, guy answer. No, I want the real answer. No, yeah, I, I'm trying to frame it properly because anybody who's listening is I want them to feel comfortable with with the idea they may be a two as well. Um, <laughs> your ability, your ability to imagine or your ability to accept sexuality beyond what you what you experience. Mm. So you know, so, so you know, some things I'm t- when we have conversations about certain things, like you know, they are very detailed conversations. Yeah. The mere fact that you can actually engage in a conversation about that means that you believe that sexuality exists mm-hmm. in that space, and that's an acceptable space where it exists. Because you're not trying to put him in a box. You know. Yeah, you're not, not putting me in a box, and your mind can actually process that because you know we have very you know I'll tell you a situation and you ask a follow up question and, and I'm like damn why how you even know what that is I just want like, you, I just want <laughs> you to well because his his wife is very interested in those things as My well aunt. so, <laughs> so <laughs> right and I think and I, right so I think that's like one of the things that made our, makes our conversation because like some guys you talk to they will act like they never heard of shit and you got to be explaining shit like I never had to do that before I mean, it was just like you know what I'm talking about, like, you know, which is a natural flow conversation. Like, I don't know how you know this, but <laughs> I don't know how you know this, but I keep them up to you know what we're talking about. And I think, but I think that's most people. And I also tell people like your sexuality in certain instances probably is, uh, and go as far as your, uh, opportunities. What I mean by that, um, do I, I'm not the only gay male in my family. I have a little cousin that's, um, super duper gay. Um, <laughs> Do I think we're the only two gay people in my family? No, I have a huge family. So I know I have some gay great, you know, great uncles, probably a lesbian great uncle or two. I mean, lesbian great aunt or two. I do have a lesbian cousin. Um, but think about it. If you grew up um, in the small town my family's from in South Carolina, where you, you, get, you go to school or you don't go to school, you go in the military, you get married, and by the age of 25, you probably got three kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's very little opportunity for exploring anything other than what you're told is what you do. Mm-hmm. True. You leave that space, you go off someplace else, then that gives you space to kind of explore things that True. is there the whole time. It's like me. I'll tell you all the time, if I had stayed in South Carolina, that summer I finished college, I was going to like a wedding every weekend. Yeah. So if I had stayed in South Carolina, there's a possibility and that I would have been married. And those small towns, I had friends get married. They're married three months after high school. I'm like, damn. Yeah, so I mean, that's because that's culturally what you do. So if you don't ever <laughs> leave that environment, that's what you think is what, that's what you think life can only exist as. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think for me, like having like moved to D.C., moved to New York, lived in Jersey, lived in Philly, like you see that, okay, life isn't just what I remember it as or I was taught it was. It's whatever it needs to be for whoever is experiencing that, you know, that part of their life. Or um, So it just makes you think differently. So I think back to C and how gay he is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
So, so how gay I am think I that exactly? spectrum is real, and I think that the fact that that spectrum exists is what allows <laughs> friendships to flow the way human friendships are supposed to go. Right. Yeah. Right. right. I think he agreed with me that you're at least a two. I'm a two. Yeah. And it's out of what? Out of ten. Okay, because I was like, hey, if it's out of five, man. <laughs> no, that's then you're you bisexual at that point. No, I, <laughs> I know. Right? I'm gonna go way, way, way back in the conversation uh, where you were talking about it's hard for you to cultivate friendships with females because you're not like you're not the good judy how do you feel i ain't heard that word in a long time (laughs) how do you feel about like um some women's tendencies to like accessorize or fetishize gay men but you know what it's you know what it goes two ways because there's a tendency among gay guys to kind of accessorize pretty women Mm -hmm. um so i was telling c this the other day i was telling him about you know some parties around um dc and I was saying which promoters got the pretty girls with them. Because, um, like, as a gay dude, you want, like, the you, gay dude is still, like, a bad chick around him. <laughs> um, True. So, you know, the, it's like the accessorizing goes both ways. And then when you get in, and women, I mean, like, I'll tell you a perfect example. So, my group of friends um, are, from, are very attractive men, successful, you know, good salaries, you know, work out and stuff. So when I have female friends come around, like, they really be bugging, like, are you sure all these niggas gay? If I had put them in any other environment other than my house, they would probably want to talk to every dude that was there. Mm-hmm. True. Because every dude is a, a, you know, a masculine, you know, smart, um, personable dude, and they just, like, Give them so much attention. So I had a homegirl, like, she had to leave a party one time. She's like, she tells I just can't do this no more. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was like, you know, it's hard being, you know, in a room with that many attractive, you know, successful men, and, you know, and none of them want me. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I think the whole idea of uh, the reason why for me it doesn't work is um, like, I'm not, I just, I'm, I'm not like a, and I'm not, you know, separating myself from, any type of gay man, because I'm sure there's like some gay people out there who say, oh, Jay's a big sissy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not trying to act like I'm, you know, just the, the hardest dude, gay dude walking around, because that ain't, that ain't the truth. But I am like a regular guy, because that's just who I am. It's not who I'm trying to be, it's just who I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I sit there and talk to a female, like, you know, we're not about to sit there and just cut up and laugh and and and, and, and I'm not about to queen out with them. Like, that's just not what yeah. you're going to get. Like, you know, it's just not what you're going to get. And, um, See, I love so my I bestie. Think... We can sit and watch reruns of Noah's Ark and, you know, what talk. So we can do that. Oh we God, can do Noah's that too, but, you know. We should watch it together. I'm a, but we, can, we can do that too, but it's going to be like, you, it's going to be the same effect if you're watching it with your husband. If you're watching it with me, like, it's going to be like, oh, that's some that's bullshit no right there. Man, I, look, look, and her, and her friend she's talking about is definitely a, a, a little bit more on the feminine side right which is perfectly fine which is perfectly fine so those are so i find so you know i i have some friends who have you know some masculine friends who have very pretty um girls that you know are their their accessories but that's for them Mm -hmm. that guy you know he's gay he still wants to have a bad girl on his shoulder um um the 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 guys who can you know queen out with their good girlfriend with their good judies i i I know some people like that too that's just not (laughs) my steeds but what does happen though is you know so although i know i'm consciously gay and i think i i try to do a little bit enough to let you know i'm gay i still like meet like women who i hang out with i have to tell them i'm gay because they think we're going on a date they trying to hey man you got the you got the job trying to change his mind they'll say you got the whips they looking at you like man 
handsome dude, let me get at you. Yeah, so you so so you know what I, so what I do sometimes on Sundays, I'll just go um you know, sit at a I'll go to a restaurant in the city and just like sit at a bar and have brunch by myself and just strike up a conversation with whoever sit beside me. So like it's always like a single pretty black girl that will come sit beside me who she want to do the same damn thing. True. All right, so we sitting uh you know chatting up just naturally talking and then we'll exchange numbers something like that and then we will start having conversation. I'm like damn at what point do I make sure she knows I'm gay? <laughs> <laughs> like at one point and it's always so uncomfortable. Like this one girl like I just threw it into a conversation while she was sitting there. We were at we was like our third time hanging out. I just threw it in the conversation. I said you know I'm gay right. And she paused. She said, oh, yeah, I know that. She did not know that. Like, she did uh, not know that. She, was, she paused, had to digest, and then she was shocked. But, dude, you don't the give other up girl, the vibe. Like, you don't. I know the other girl, what I, what I, um, what I told, I'm, like, I'm gayer in my, in, in my status messages on Facebook than I am when you're sitting right next to me. Like, I'm, exactly. I'm intentionally gay on Facebook. I'm intentionally gay on Facebook. But um, the other chick I went out with, she took, she took me to a nice French restaurant. She had on her eyelashes. She had like a little see-through blouse. Oh, you done made her wa- waste like, her mink lashes. Her, you know, she, you know, cause she's when she hit me up and said, "Let's go to dinner after work." I thought she was showing her nurse scrubs. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay. She went home and changed, and I was like, Oh damn, oh, damn! Like, <laughs> let me make sure. Like, That's at some point, I got a little girl, and I'm gay. And it's still like a like a feeling of let like damn, I didn't let somebody down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's how I feel when I tell people I'm married and guys oh yeah it's like the same feeling yeah you let somebody down I mean you happy that you uh, happily married I am very happy to be married so yeah yeah she better be but I mean but back to your point of of saying you know like being harder to form friendships with women when with married uh, women you know for some reason like I didn't I keep telling like people like if your husband's gonna be gay it's uh, it's not because a gay man turned him gay Mm -hmm. it's because he wanted to be gay so um I have a homegirl who, um, her and her sister, they're very gay friendly. Her sister's husband and boyfriend are very gay friendly. But she has this homegirl that made this comment right now one time. And she was like, um, she asked her, well, are your gay friends coming over? Because if so, I'm not coming because I don't like those gay men around my husband because gay men Ooh. like my husband. So she already suspects her husband is gay. Got to be. That's what, so I, that's what I said. Well, she must think her husband gay. Because <laughs> yeah, I was like. <laughs> she already suspects. Because if she don't think he gay. Right. Yeah, if she don't think he gay, I mean, I, he could. He could be gay. I mean, he, he <laughs> don't give up a gay vibe, but he could be gay. Yeah. But clearly, as I said, she's insecure about something because if your if your husband is straight, you don't care who comes sit down and talk Absolutely. to him. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't right. think that's good. I, yeah, I don't, I don't think have you've that ever concern. said hey. I don't have the concern at all. I can't have it. In, in fact, <laughs> you know, he went out of town and he's gonna be in the same town as as my friend. And I was like, hey, you know, just stop by and see him. He's like, actually, we're already planning to go to lunch. I was yeah, like, that's I what's up. up. I already hit him up, man. So I was like, okay, so, cool. Well, so, so does he tell you about the time I, I took him to a semi-gay club? <laughs> I think he did. I ain't tell the details. I mentioned Yeah, that. I didn't get any details, but I think he did. Man, I, you can tell the story, so this, so this was slightly intentional, right? So <laughs> No, it was very head, intentional because what you said to me was, all right, man, we always do some straight shit. I'm going to take you to a spot. Wait, so, look. No, but this is, how, this is what I told you. I said, I would just, you, 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 was in, you was in Maryland, we can do some work. I said, um, my boy is having a going away party. It's a gay party, but it's at a straight spot. <laughs> Which is a fact. That was the truth. That was true. And I said, stay down. I said, I'm going to go. We got there. I said, we gonna, I'm going to go upstairs and you know, check it out. Because when I, when I was what I was checking it out for was not to see how gay it was, <laughs> was to see who was in there that you may have known. See the gay thermometer. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I mean, I, I already know that crowd, so I was, it wasn't going to be too gay. I already knew that, but I just wanted to see who was in there. Because, you know, so I didn't want somebody from back home seeing you 
and be like, oh shit, that's all I see in the gay party with Jay. Oh shit, they must be fucking. Like I didn't want that shit to happen. So um, I told I said stay, I said stay downstairs. This nigga didn't stay downstairs. <laughs> he hard. Next thing I know, this nigga's flying that. out the door. Text me, tell me he getting some pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, man, man, I was like, man, no, got hit on no, no, no that, that, that wasn't what it was. So, like in my mind, I was like, okay, it's a gay party, but gay dudes always have bad chicks. It was like, like maybe three or four in there. <laughs> you didn't even get that, but yo, we didn't get that far in. We, you, I didn't get past the front. No, we did, we did, because we were upstairs. Nah, nah, I got to like the bar area, and the fucked up part is I didn't realize you was behind me. Actually, I had a drink though. I had a drink. How you get a whole drink? I did have a drink. See, I had a drink upstairs. Y'all remembering this all kinds of. No, different. no, you had a drink upstairs as we went was, back in. You was roaming around for a second. Oh, he had to go get you. Bring yeah, you yeah, no, you, got, you had that drink after we came back in. Oh, nah, okay. This we what had happened. Nigga went outside. Yeah, this nigga went outside and was eating this big ass piece of pizza, <laughs> and was and did not he did not want to go back in. So I was like, hey man, we got to go back in, man. We can uh, we just, he was like deter- he wouldn't admit this. He was determined to go back in there with me. He was determined to go back in there with me. So finally, we go back in. I take him upstairs so he can look down on the gaze. Oh my god! And see, <laughs> he can look down and see them from a top and not be a part of them and see what they was giving off. And then he was chilled out after that. I had, I think I probably chilled out or mellowed out after I had a few drinks. Yeah, you had like a drink and you was cool, but I appreciated the fact that you was determined to go back in. Although you would not admit that you was determined to go back in to prove that you wasn't scared. I, I wasn't was scared, happening. man. I just, <laughs> I, didn't have, I, I didn't have anything to like shoot my targets at really. So like, I tell you, you, didn't, you wasn't supposed to be shooting no targets. You supposed to be walking around with me. <laughs> so basically, what he's telling you is he he don't know how to just be in a party without trying to take something home. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that sounds like a sense of insecurity. Like you I, can't just be. Oh, that's a whole other episode. Why are we on the <laughs> Why are we on the topic of insecurity? Because oh I could probably talk to you guys all night about you know CV and his his my what the, your ways, Whatever. but. Can you explain to me, Jason, why do you think straight men are intimidated by butt play with their heterosexual partner? Oh, they shouldn't be. Um, <laughs> they cheat themselves, right? They cheat. They are cheating themselves. Bruh, not that I'm I, sorry, not that man. I enjoy not butt touching play. My ass. <laughs> well, um, but no, okay. Well, two things. Nobody was ever told that that was on the menu. You didn't grow up thinking that getting your butt play with a man was something that was supposed to happen. Exactly. Um, exactly. Okay, so like, but see here, so you grow up. Part, it's like, when you when you were yeah, a child, you, like, you did childish things. But now right. that you are a grown ass <laughs> man, what you think about when you think about sex. Sex is very basic and vanilla. If you, the way it's taught to you, um, I mean, we we kind of we've had some of these conversations. I I, I try to broaden his horizons on some things. I try, I, try to send some, I try to send some links every now and then for some things to view. <laughs> he refuses. To, he refuses to look at the links. But um, but, but, but no, I think um, share the links. I don't know. Even as a gay man, like the old, I mean, butt play was kind of like like I mean. It took me years to like get into that too because it just didn't seem like it's it's a I mean it's just that's a change of thinking you know I I'm was trying like to revolutionize I'm trying time. to revolutionize lives out here like my ultimate goal is nobody should be having vanilla sex <laughs> nobody what? nobody you no know, you should not be that's having not vanilla that's not what God intended no it's, it's not, not vanilla to me me having my ass not tampered with is not vanilla. <laughs> 
That's like I'm the. Good. That's because you've never had a texture. Right. That's right like now. the vanilla ice cream with the wet walnuts on the top. No, man. I feel like I got the whole <laughs> shebang. I got everything, all the toppings. Oh my about God. No, I, but I do think I think I I, I think there is uh, with most things in life it's about the introduction to it and there the needs to be a conversation right there's a conversation about it and maybe some observations of other people listen I promise you, know, you man, like by reflex <laughs> by reflex she might get hit bro she might get I'm hit. just saying like it's this is I mean it's there 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 are levels to it <laughs> I don't know what level she's trying to take you to. I don't either. And I'm not even trying to find out. <laughs> yes, there are. But you know what? You know, ooh, I'm going to send y'all this link. Uh, oh, my God. I'm it's so- not a gay link. It's not a gay link. It's actually a straight link. And it's, a, uh, it's this guy who's having it's this, 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 little, this little thing that massages the prostate or whatever. Okay. And he's just doing it to himself. <laughs> and he's, he's, oh God. he's experiencing for the first time the joys of massaging your prostate. Right. It's um, the best orgasm in the world. It is the best. I, 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 honestly, I've told him this. Like, it's the best or It's called milking the, the prostate. The ability to have an orgasm without even touching yourself or having your penis stimulated in any way is the most mind blowing thing. Like, Thanks. like, oh wow, I can't believe this is really happening. I don't even want to experience that. <laughs> um, he ain't ready. Change your life. I'm not ready. But, but, um, change your life. But no, I think there. I think. I mean, honestly, I think it's probably one of those things that you know the right amount of. Right amount of liquor and the right amount oh, of any other stuff that needs to be included faced. in the equation. Um, it just levels too. I think I just think men are intimidated because they're associated with being gay. I don't think having your ass played with is necessarily a gay thing. I think. That, I, I, mean, I always so, have. I've always associated with that. But I, I will everybody say, everybody has. Yeah, I mean, everybody has. But I will say this: it's not what you do; it's who you do it with that makes you. Gay. It's who you do it right. with. Like, yeah, exactly. Like if you, <laughs> if your woman is licking your ass, that's not you're not gay. I ain't gonna do that neither, man. I can't do that. That's your woman looking your I don't ass. think I'm gonna look at her the same though, because I'm that's like, not really ass, something though. I'm interested in. Yeah. But yeah, like what he's saying. I'm saying it should be your woman looking your ass. I mean, or like your woman, she's giving you head and she start playing with your butt with her finger. Like that's your woman. That's your woman playing with your butt. See, it's just you know a your pinky. Woman? I know she's yeah, just no, a pinky. pinky. No baby. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. It's gonna it's gonna it's gonna make you feel awkward and less of a man for about a little while so has every gay man has had his butt play with they, shit, they felt like less of a man for a few minutes too <laughs> I'm gonna be on somebody's couch man <laughs> well we we gonna let you go but we like we like to have a little bit of the ratchetness and the righteousness right so Yo, you definitely ended on ratchet <laughs> I'm about to ask you a righteous question okay what's the righteous what question? advice would you give to parents who um, uh, are finding out that their children are gay or have suspicions that their children are gay. So it's funny you ask that because I'm actually working on a book mm. um, oh, to address that. Reason being because um, I think that's, and it's, you know, it's crazy. Um, I have so many friends who have parents who, um, who accept their homosexuality or, you know, can sit there and hang out with their friends and their boyfriends will come to their parties uh, but that was never my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, me and my mother never had a conversation about me being gay, but she knew. And my mother, God rest her soul, was like, like really homophobic. <laughs> like, like she could say something. Well, she was like the nice lady, but she, when it came to gay folks, she could say some of the ugliest things. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, I, I knew that she at no point was ever going to accept me being gay. Um, that was clear very 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 early on like even when i was a younger kid and i would do something that she suspected was slightly feminine 
um, or she would just like kind of pop off on me. Mm-hmm. And um, so I know as an adult, like I think one of the things, matter of fact, I know one of the things that uh, kept us from being close was the fact that that was like an unspoken, you know, wedge between us. And um, I wished that she had um, someone or something that spoke to her in a way she can understand it. And, you know, and, and I think sometimes parents are told, okay, well, that's your child. You got to accept mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And that's so you did like force and something. I don't think that's necessarily the approach because I think before you get to acceptance, there's an understanding. Mm-hmm. I think it's a few things understand. you got to understand. You didn't make your child gay. Um, they're not gay because they stay with your mother or their grandmother helped raise them. Um, you know, there, there's nothing you would have, could have done. There are some things you could do to cultivate certain behaviors, but sexual orientation isn't behavior. It's just, a, you know, it's part of your identity. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, the best thing that could happen is if you can join up someone who's had a positive experience with, you know, accepting their son's or daughter's sexuality and being a part of their lives and to join that person up with someone who is struggling with it and help them walk through that together. And that's the only way, because me telling my mother, this is how it is and this is how you should do it, she would never understand it. But if she had, if she saw another mother walking through that same journey, she could put herself there and realize, okay, this is what this means and this is what this means to me and this is what this means to my child. Mm-hmm. And um, it's super duper important because I'll tell you, uh, to this day as an almost 36-year-old male, um, me and my mother's fractured relationship plays itself out in almost every part of my life, professionally socially, uh, romantically. Um, and, you know, I, I go to therapy and I spend a lot of years in therapy to understand this. Um, so having, a, a mo- especially a mother and a son, because um, you, you, feeling rejected from your mother is a terrible, terrible yeah. feeling. That's the person that gave birth to you. Yeah. You know, so feeling that type of rejection is, is difficult. And a lot of gay people will, you know, separate themselves from their family and just go create these alternate families. Mm-hmm. But there's still no escaping that feeling. Um, and it will be with you forever. So one of my, my, one of my biggest regrets is that I was able to address that with my mother while she was living. Um, one of my, and one of the things I would tell you, I look, I, when I think about her being deceased now is that um, I, I'm upset that she passed away, but I'm more upset that we didn't get time to correct mm. our relationship. Um, so one of these things, when these, this book I want to write is focused on you know, just specifically black mothers um, and how, you know, how to walk on that journey of accepting your, uh, your child's sexuality and what that means. And it's not, I don't want it to, it's not going to come from my perspective necessarily. It's going to come from the perspective of several other people who've had that, several of the mothers who've had that experience and how they were able to walk through it. Wow. And one thing I find too that, that was shocking to me, um, dads have a totally different, for the most part, you have some dads that be like, oh my God, my son has got one nothing to do with him. But what I find in situations where there is a mother and a father in the home, it typically is the father that accepts it before the mother. Because I think the father sometimes goes into protective mode. Like, this is my son. I can't let nobody fuck with him. Whereas mother goes into, this is my son. What is everybody going to think? Wow. That's interesting. And 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 so, yeah, so. um, I don't know what I would do with that. I don't know. Like, because, you know, we got Jackson. So I don't know what I would do with that yet. I have a face. Well, you tell me what you 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 asked you. Do you remember what you told me before? Well, I told him I, I definitely mm-hmm. want him to be a top if he's gonna be anything. You did, yeah. You said he's gay. He has to be a top. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then I told you that they are no one hundred percent top, so he would be a bottom at least twenty five percent of the time. <laughs> it's, it's interesting because but, you know Jackson has, uh, 
you know, I, I'm a counselor, and so I know right. in my in my counselor mind, it's nothing that I did. It would totally be his own right. journey. But I also know in my right. counselor mind that he can't expect to say, hey, I'm gay, and we just be like, okay, great. Right. Um, you know, right. we have right. to kind of grieve the loss of the, the future that we plan for our son, you know, because, right. I, yeah, you know, we, we planned his whole life already. <laughs> right. so. and I, you, know, I, you know, yeah, right. And I think, uh, and I, you know, it's crazy with my mom. Like I, um, we just had such a weird relationship, but I, um, she never like, I've never felt that she kind of planned my life the way. That's why I, when I was, you know, figuring things out, I felt like everything would have been okay. Mm-hmm. We just kind of had a conversation about it because, like, I was never that kid. Like, I was a bad, bad teenager. And I did all kinds of bad stuff, getting arrested, you know, just getting kicked out of school and all kind of things. Like, you would never look at me today and know some of the stuff. Nah, I, I didn't imagine. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, my, my, you know, my actual real life, what I tell people, they're like, oh, wow, really? Like, yeah, I was that kid. Because, and, and honestly, it all came from a cry for attention. Mm-hmm. I just wanted attention. And if my parents didn't give me attention, um, you know, like I tell people, like I couldn't for the longest think of why my stepdad didn't like me. And then I realized he didn't like me because every time he and my mom would be having sex, I would go interrupt it. <laughs> 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 like if I thought he was having sex, I would go knock on the door and be like, hey, mom, I'm having chest pains. And, um, so like, 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 that's why he didn't like me. Um, but it was really, I just, I just needed a lot. As an only child, I needed like a lot of attention. Um, and they, they just didn't realize they didn't give that to me. So I acted out in a lot of different ways. So I never had that feeling of feeling like I could disappoint my mother. Cause like if I did that and she ain't wasn't disappointed, you know, this should be easy. Right. Right. Um, but there was a moment I realized that I may have been disappointing her. It was two moments. It was when my, um, when my little cousins graduated high school and my mother had never ever talked to me about having kids or anything like that. And one of my little cousins says to her, um, she's like, aunt Edna, do you, um, you want a grandkid? Mm-hmm. Now I'm my only child. So she's going to have a grandkid. It's going to be me. And she's like, yeah, I think I want one, just one maybe. And I was like, when did you decide you wanted to be a grandmama? Like, we've never, ever had this conversation about you being a grandmother. So, like, I felt, like, all this, like, immediate feeling, like, oh, shit, like, I got to have a kid because she wants to be a grandmother. And then there was another moment when um, my uh, friends, pretty much all my heterosexual friends are all married. So my, um, my, uh, my good best friend, he was getting remarried, and he was marrying a girl in, in the town we grew up in. So they um, invited my mother Mother had never met my good friend, um, so it was a great opportunity. So she walks over to the table and she sees all my friends with their like wives and fiancés, and just me sitting by myself. <laughs> and then she looks up and she says, "When y'all gonna find somebody for Jason?" And I was like, what? <laughs> and like I could just see like my friends looking at face. I'm like, "What the hell is she talking about?" <laughs> so I was like, "Oh damn," because she's never talked to me about ever, you know, getting married. Because no, no, no man in my family is married. My grandparents divorced. Oh, wow. Uh, um, m- none of my uncles ever married. None of my male cousins are married. So there's no male married in my family. So the fact of me being married was never, it was nothing even in question to think about. So when she's, I'm like, oh shit, like, <laughs> she actually does actually have a life planned out for me that I'm not actually living Yeah, we're not supposed to tell y'all because we, I mean, <laughs> we're supposed to allow our kids to like make their own path, but secretly we like trying to Jedi mind trick y'all into doing stuff. Right. <laughs> but you know what? Honestly, I think would have made a huge difference. Now, I mean, I was going to still be gay regardless. True. But I think her not ever telling me what she expected out of me mm-hmm. allowed me just to waste a lot of time trying to figure out things. That if I had some sense of a roadmap, hmm. I could have attempted that and maybe deviated. But other than that, I really was just out there just like roaming around. That's how I could be so flighty. Like, whereas, you know, like C likes how I kind of, I can just pick up and do things mm-hmm. and jump from here to there and jump from there. Jump, like decide I want to move and just go move. I want to buy a house. I want to sell the house. Like. That way of being flighty is a sense of having no real direction. Mm. True. 
Wow. Um, which sounds glamorous and sounds nice, but it's also equally a stress. It's like right now I'm like, well, fuck, what does 50 year olds, like what is, what is 50 going to look like? <laughs> that would make me anxious. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm, I'm like stressing out, but if I, if I live to be an old man, like, oh shit. And I'm like, no kids, like what, I'm going to be in a home. I didn't get, I didn't get like end of life insurance or, or, or long-term <laughs> care insurance, like, like all this shit, because like, there's no direction there. So I think probably telling your kid what you expect out of them is fine. Not telling them how to go about right. it. You know, True. Well, like my mother, she never would tell me in school, you know, what she, she would tell me like I, there were I could I, I had to stay in high school where I could calculate exactly how many F's I could get to <laughs> get a C for the end of the year. And I had I had this thing like written. I, I mean, I had it down to a science. I know if I got a 55 for the first nine weeks and this the next second nine weeks, then I scored this on the exam. I could still pass the class. You were in, in and that was like acceptable. <laughs> yes, yeah, so an intentional underachiever. Like my mother would say to me, she would always say. Well, I know you what you're capable of, so I'm not even thinking about you. You do what you want to do. And so that's what the hell I did. But I'm like, okay, well, if she had said, okay, Jay, like, it's unacceptable for you to bring anything less than A's in this house that I know you can. Right. Then you would have Then I would have probably brought tried. A's in the house. Well, if you tell me, like, okay, well, I know what you can do. So if you do it, then, yeah, I'm going to do the bare minimum. And I think that has consequences that across the board that impacts boys especially. Um, so, you know, that expectation is good, but I think in terms of, you know, Giving your child space to grow into who they're going to be, um, it, it, I don't think it's either or. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit of both. And that way, if your child does 75 percent of the things you want, and twenty five percent is wrong, and that twenty five percent is wrong in your eyes is that he's gay, you might be okay with that because you know they didn't, they did everything else in terms of what you expected and how you mapped it out, but how, what you expected they could actually do. Right. Um, that's some, so yeah. So uh, I was just gonna say that's, that's some that. good advice though. I know we got some. Yeah, so I'm gonna list. put that in a book and see if I can sell it and make some money. <laughs> you bought, I was about to say you about to give us the whole uh, book and you ain't gonna be able to sell it. All right. <laughs> well, I'm gonna sell that motherfucker. <laughs> well, Jason, we because one of the things, you know, we, we we about to wrap up, but one of the things that people don't realize, like people think that there aren't that many gay men around. There are lots and lots and lots of gay men around. Who thinks there aren't that many? Yeah. Those people have not been looking. Yeah. <laughs> the people haven't looked around, but they, you know, some people that are shocked. They like they like there's people who think that I'm their only gay friend. I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm the only gay friend that you know of. And you have of, some gay friends that are married. I know gay friends you have that you don't know of. So it's like, yeah. so, I, so I think, you know, um, that's part of the problem there. So when, when parents find out a gay child, they feel like they're by themselves. Yeah. And Because uh, certainly even in my own family, like my, I'm, I have a gay cousin that nobody, my, my aunt never ever told, never would never ever want anybody to know that her grandson was gay. Wow. She would never want anybody to know that. I know now because his mother told me, but other than, I would have never known that. Hmm. And that's, in a, and, that's, and that's in a family. You know, two sisters with gay kid and grand, gay, gay grandkid never ever talked about it. That could have been a support system for each, but they're embarrassed, so they don't know what to do with it. Right. That's going to be your job to bridge that gap, brother. And yeah, hopefully we'll see what happens. Well, Jason, thank you so much for coming <laughs> on with us tonight. We appreciate it. And... Um, like for real, I seen y'all my bill. This was an hour of work, you know. My rate is one twenty five an hour. Hey man, look here, we gonna get that for free ninety nine because y'all friends or whatnot. <laughs> but thank you again, and hey, we I here, know, man. We here, man. <laughs>